Um, so the kids uh, make like haste and uh, get going towards this uh, abandoned house. Um, we get uh, a joke from Marco um, about if his father finds out he's been hanging around criminals, he'll be grounded for a year. Rachel comments that he's not the only one. Though I feel like it lands slightly different uh, when one is uh, half Mexican mm-hmm. as well. Just like, mm, okay, another one of those guys. Guys, can you remember the thing, your choices? Uh-huh. Please. Um, or it's a comment on like Rachel realizing it's really not the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, or it comes from a very different place. Mm-hmm. But um, the kids are making their way downtown, flying fast. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Rachel's making sure to keep distance <laughs> from the others because, uh, as previously established a number of times, that that group of birds would not fly together, um, and to do so would draw attention. Mm-hmm. But uh, Eric has given them all the details uh, on the Pemolite ship, and at this point. Uh, they're just like, this isn't about saving energy. They've just got, uh, a place to be. So mm-hmm. just flying as fast as they can. We get this, uh, they, they make it to the track, the railroad tracks. Axe wishes Axe was here to keep track of time. Um, we get a literal, they, they're on the wrong side of the tracks now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just subtle, real uh-huh. fucking subtle. Um, and like it is every stereotypical descriptor of a bad neighborhood. Yep. At this point. Yep. Um and this like glaring like poverty of this area mm-hmm. sort of hits Rachel like and she's glad that um Axe isn't there because she wouldn't she doesn't want to have to explain this situation. Mm-hmm. Like how this happens. Yeah. Um, and doubts that Tobias would get uh, him there in time to get involved anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get a little bit cockiness. Well, hey, why do we need the extra firepower? Cooks scare normal people, not us. Um, they find the house, they land, demorph, uh, take battle morphs. Um, that this is not a place for subtle. Um, no. we have, uh, cause like, well, we know this because Jake is going rhino rather than mm-hmm. tiger. Uh, Rachel goes elephant and we have Marco and Cassie in their battle morphs. Uh, unfortunately, uh, just as they're about to slam, uh, smash their way in, the police have arrived. Yep. Um, Jake swears, um, <laughs> let the animals say fuck. <laughs> um and just lays it out marco uh it's his job to snatch the chi and get her out the rest of them are literally just going to be covering marco and this goes so bad so bad like they achieve their objective but this is one of the more brutal fights i can think of with this situation uh yeah one of the, so far, yeah. Um, there are cops with guns. There are uh, homeless people living in this house. Um, then we've got two massive morphs 
They have to find lords and everybody takes damage and gets hurt. Yeah. And that's part of the real problem is that Cassie gets shot, um, mm-hmm. which enrages Rachel and also um, takes sort of Cassie pretty much out of the fight because um, we find out that she's able to find lords but uh, took the shot in such a way that uh, it's paralyzed her back legs. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel is desperately looking for Cassie. All the meanwhile, um, people are like, yo, these are, <laughs> there's an elephant in here, and the cops <laughs> are yelling and shooting. Um, Rachel deposits a homeless guy, or throws him out through the hole in the wall because she doesn't want to step on him. Which, mm-hmm. you know, great. And then we get the line of let the cops deal with him later. No. Mm, bad. Mm-hmm. But um, Cassie's able to tell Rachel where she is. Um, Marco is, uh, Marco's been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake is surrounded uh, outside. He went through the wrong wall um, <laughs> after getting lost. Um, Rachel so pissed off about one of these cops shooting Cassie um, goes towards the front and cracks through the floor much like she did in her own bedroom mm-hmm. um, and is sort of now sort of stuck half in the crawl space mm-hmm. like having to wade through um, and realizes as she comes sort of face to face with this uh, with the guy with the gun um, that this is a controller because recognizes, I say recognizes Rachel, uh, but just like assumes she's an Andalite mm-hmm. and, uh, points her point, point blank in the head. Um, which blinds her in one eye. Uh, as I think it's the blood from the wound that mm-hmm. blinds her. Uh, Occasionally, wonder about just how thick elephant skulls are. Mm -hmm. Like, there is a reason why the assholes that go hunting big game use the ammunition that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely disorientated, Rachel, and now she can't see properly. Um, Yeah. Though, uh, doesn't stop Rachel from slamming this guy Strake with, uh, her trunk and sending him out through the window. Mm-hmm. Um, where he can now get arrested by the cops. Um, and Rachel hears them, the SWAT team, like yelling about how animal control and some vet from the gardens are, gonna, are on their way. So just get out of there and leave the animals to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know, and Rachel's like, I don't know how good a shot Cassie's mum is with a tranquilizer gun. This would be bad. Um, and uh. Rachel's calling out to Marco. Um, just like, I need help. I've been shot. And Marco's yeah. like, I'll try, but I currently have seven cops with shotguns pointed at me. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, at this point, the cavalry arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the form of Tobias and Axe. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the, the delightful shriek of, uh, Tobias's arrival and the cop, you know, now there's a hawk. What is this? Um, <laughs> but what it does is the cop calls for a ceasefire. 
because uh, mm-hmm. otherwise they're just going to end up shooting each other. Yeah. Um, Rachel calls out to where they are and is able, and then is able to find Lords and Cass, Cassie, my friend Cassie's a different person. <laughs> and bless, like Cassie's bleeding enough at this point to start getting sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um. And Lord's just like, hi, you must be Rachel. Eric's told us all about you. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> and Rachel's like, uh, yeah, you too. Uh, he's trying to get through to Cassie and just like, you got to demorph. Um, and like lifts her out of the club with her, with her trunk and she's like, and get arrested? No way. My mum would kill me. Um, but, uh, Marco appears, takes Cassie. Uh, he's bleeding. It's bad. Um, Jake has thankfully managed to get away and is around the back. Uh, thanks to Tobias grabbing one of the cops' guns and he's just <laughs> flying around holding a gun, um, <laughs> which is just incredible visual. Um, unfortunately, as they get ready to head out, um, they encounter the suspected uh, controller amongst the cops. Um, Shooting at yep. them, uh, rec- call it, re- recognizing them for antelites. Um, Marco is able to duck out uh, into the crawl space with Cassie. Um, or we see, he, Rachel describes it as Marco jerks and pitches forward, sorry, into the crawl space. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel's head is ringing and she, and the, cop is just like give me the android and all rachel can think about and look at is marco and cassie um yeah she's pinned she's trapped um she can't move any way but forward because otherwise she will crush marco and cassie and if she goes forward she'll be dead and marco and cassie aren't moving uh and uh, the the cop basically presses his what he sees as, as his advantage, um, going to shoot Rachel in the head again. Um, and Rachel is about to just fucking hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker, uh, about to throw lords at this controller. Not even <laughs> to like use her like a bludgeoning device. She's like, I hope this non-violent she warrior would forgive me for using her as a bludgeon, <laughs> which is just a visual. Yep. Uh, and then Axe arrives, and Axe is in his skunk morph from back when they raised the skunk kits. Um, and he I, sprays this controller. <laughs> I do want to. I do have to shout out the line that Axe's mm-hmm. arrival is incredible. Uh, this this uh, this controller just like give it, give me the uh, give me the android. Maybe Visa Three will show you mercy. You've got no hope. Your friends are dead, and you're next. And Rachel's uh, mental process after that is, I didn't want to die, but better to die like a warrior. Mm-hmm. Thanks, I hate it. Yeah. Um, uh huh. But yes, Axe mercifully arrives on the scene, um, sprays like a champ, <laughs> and then uh, Rachel does indeed use Laws as a club and just like cracks Lord down onto this controller, 
smashing him through the floor into the crawl space. Yep. Um, they get the warning that the animal control is now here. Um, and like Rachel's like, I've got to get Marco and Cassie. Agnes points out, you are bleeding profusely from the head. You mm-hmm. need to demorph. And she's insistent, like, in a minute, she joinks Marco out from the ground, uh, from the crawl space, like, hanging him upside down. Um, and he, he opens his eyes, just like, stop the ride, I want to get off. <laughs> um, and she almost drops him in surprise. Um, because I thought you were dead. And like, yeah, well, sorry to disappoint you, which I'm sad. Mm. Marco, please no, don't make these gags. Um, Tobias goes out to distract animal control. Um, the house is starting to come down around them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't think too hard about Rachel being convinced that her friends are dead, and instead of leaving to save herself, she insists that she has to save their bodies. <sighs> This will not mean something to all of our listeners, but please know I'm looking really fucking hard at our friend Mac right now across the internet (laughs) and space. Like this, please listen to Dumb Kids Playing Hero for Context if you haven't already. I know we talk about it a lot. I'm very proud of what we do there. Mac's ability to be distinct from but give you the same kind of emotional suffering as reading about Rachel is unparalleled. Yeah, it's it scary. Uncanny. <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> um but yeah, Rachel gets Marco up onto her bank back. Just like, can you hold on? At least we get to the tracks. So it's like King King Kong climb the Empire State Building. But uh it's on there and she finds Cassie's body, which is still warm, uh thankfully, and she can feel the heartbeat. And uh, she puts Cassie up on her back with Marco to hold on to her. Um, but uh, also puts uh, Lords up there too, and uh, they bail. Uh, Just smashing, like plowing through the floor, out through the doorway. Yep. Um, it's chaos. <laughs> Tobias is still Gunhawk. <laughs> um, trying to stop Cassie's mom from getting a shot with a dart gun and Rachel's just like Cassie your mommy is shooting at us <laughs> um, which is just I like this slightly <laughs> delirious Rachel at this point uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. but Rachel scoops up Axe who's just like chilling in, on the sidewalk um, and just like I believe this animal's defense mechanism will assist us in escaping and just sprays like just the visual of Rachel holding a skunk yep. axe in her trunk like a weapon, just mm-hmm. like spraying uh, with axe. But uh, they keep running. Um, mm-hmm. Jake is half blind. Rachel is like losing ability to see by the moment. Um, Lord suggests they split up. That there's a junk yard ahead and an abandoned parking deck. Uh, Tobias runs ahead to scout. Um, and Marco's like, you're going to have to pull over soon. I'm not as okay as I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lords is slipping and asks about, she asks, just asks about Cassie, who is thankfully starting to come round. Um, 
Jake goes right to the parking deck. Rachel goes left to the junkyard. Um, Rachel's just encouraging Cassie to demorph. And, uh, <laughs> Rachel has to break through the gates of the junkyard with her head. Just like pushing it open, but it doesn't hurt anymore because she is so far into shock at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, knees buckle. Everyone tumbles off her back. Um, but, uh, yeah, she's passing out, but, uh, is being yelled at to demorph as she does so. Yeah. And I just, and that's where the chapter ends. And I just, we have to talk about Rachel just like making sure to get everybody. Mm-hmm. Like no one gets left behind. Like Axe probably would have been fine getting out of there, for example. Mm -hmm. But like this visual of like Rachel just like picking everybody up, like it's not a subtle metaphor, but like, oh, I'm thinking about surface pressure from Encanto again. <laughs> yeah, but carrying um, everyone on her back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's, it's just so much. And just like mm -hmm. she's so angry and like hurt and her focus is still, well, I gotta get everyone out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she gets to have her smashy smashy. But it's also like her priority was keeping everybody safe. And people like to characterize, like Rachel, as, as obviously the berserker, the warrior. Her concern is the others, though. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, as, as we have seen before, and we saw pretty directly in 22, um, Rachel is accepting of putting herself uh, in danger, in emotional trauma, in down this dark path towards just super violence, if it means she can spare the others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she's the one who volunteered to sit with David. She's the mm -hmm. one who has kind of sort of is still struggling with, but has kind of sort of come to terms with the fact that she is Jake's attack dog. Mm hmm. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, she's like, I'm the strong one. I can take it. And even if I don't think I can take it, they need me to. Yes. Mm hmm. And I die a little inside because it hurts me. Uh huh. Like, and it's, a, it's an incredibly interesting character that hurts. Like, and to be fair, this character always hurts. <laughs> but the fact that this is a 13 year old girl. Yeah. Being the one to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, I am now going to reference, uh, another Whedon property. Um, he sucks, but I still like Firefly and Serenity despite its problems. But that mm. moment at the end of the movie, spoilers for Serenity the movie, where Rachel's just like, uh, River is just like, um, you've saved me. Now let me save you. And mm -hmm. is fully ready to go down to take out all the, uh, the, 
uh, Reavers in the mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. It's literally just occurred to me that River and Reaver are very close, and now I'm mad about <laughs> it. He ain't that fucking clever. Um, but yes, just yeah. she is so ready to be the one that takes the hits. And that's absolutely a trauma response as well. Like, I'll get in the way. I will, as I'll take the hits and it, it's not a direct like comparison, but I just think about people who are in like those kinds of like real life situations who will mm-hmm. intervene to stop somebody getting from getting hurt, knowing that they themselves will be hurt in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Captain America jump. It's Mm -hmm. Captain America jumping on the grenade. Yeah, like that protector mentality, and also that valuing other people's lives more than your own, Mm -hmm. or in this case, valuing people's bodies over your own life. Mm -hmm. And it's like I don't know if we've talked about it much, but like. Rachel being painted as the warrior, the attack dog, is very dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. And it's real easy to think of yourself as the disposable one in that thing. She's like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm the soldier. I'm, I'm the meat shield. Mm-hmm. And the more and more she leans in or is forced to lean in or she chooses to lean into being the one that says, let's do it. It's like a little bit of her self-worth as anything other than that role gets shredded away. Yeah. It's what we see I with hate- her. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's what we see please, with her please. in her gymnastics and stuff like that, mm. where she just like can't take the same joy from it anymore. And she wonders if there is anything that will bring her joy outside of danger and fighting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> sad about Rachel Hours. It is always sad about Rachel Hours. Look, I've got to, I can't be sad about everything that makes me sad all the time. <laughs> I will never do anything else. <laughs> Hi, I'm sad about fictional characters. <laughs> Which ones? Oh, most. You know. <laughs> Uh, but and it becomes real interesting as this book goes on with thinking about that in mind yeah so um because now um they've got lords out it's great um rachel was grateful that tobias and axe had shown up but she is not in a good mood and plus maybe it's too many battles or maybe it's because she's focused on what they have to do next. Dive 15,000 feet down into the cold, dark ocean. Deeper than we'd ever gone before. Deeper than a dolphin or a hammerhead shark could dive. Up against an enemy that couldn't be fought. The deadly, crushing pressure. It worried me because I couldn't think of a way to beat it. And if we couldn't beat it, then it would beat us. Crush us. And all of it in a hurry. The time was counting down. 
uh, I want to so- give a shout out with this discussion about the ocean and it'll come in. Uh, it's not quite the same, but uh, this mm. week I shared this already. Uh, Jacob Geller released a video essay about mm-hmm. fear of cold. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of the similar sorts of things about how, uh, and to be fair, we talked about that some in the, um, in not the last book, the one before. Yeah. No, it was the, the last book, wasn't it? With the- no, it was the one yeah. before. Yeah. 25. So, yeah. But yeah, uh, can recommend. Um, but yeah, that it's just so very telling. Like, we know that Rachel is claustrophobic. She's, she's talked mm-hmm. about it. It's come up before. But her recognizing that part of what makes the ocean scary is that she doesn't know how to fight it. You can't fight because it. Because you can't. Yeah. Like, there's nothing she can do. Yeah. And we talked about how Rachel is her most scared when she feels she can't take action. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, but so they've, the group's assembled. Um, they can't go to Cassie's barn. Because they can't risk her being grounded. Um, mm-hmm. eh, it'll be late. We can get grounded later. We have a thing we have to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, we get some good banter. Um, I say some good banter. There's this, this is a very good group meeting scene in a lot of ways. Lots of yes. like, quick fire dialogue. And they're talking about, um, how, um, they've got a, go to this place with the atmospheric pressure is is deadly um like marco makes a crack about how it would crush them like a beer can on a frat boy's forehead axe doesn't know what a frat boy is um marco's like it's a joke forget about it <laughs> rachel's like ah not not really and um uh, <laughs> and Axe's just like ah human humor <laughs> rich like not really just <laughs> looking at marco Mm-hmm. And uh, she's teasing him, and we've since kind of, it's a refuge the two of them take. Yeah. Um, but she's sort of like caught up in her head about how there's nothing funny about being crushed to death. The image of it bothers her. Um, and she blurts out that she doesn't know how they're going to do it. Um, that none of their morphs are capable of diving that deep, and without one, we're talking about a kamikaze mission. Acts mm-hmm. asks what kamikaze means, and. Uh, which like it means suicide acts, death to you and me, and this is where the Jake shit really bugged me because mm-hmm. uh, Jake says while glaring at Rachel, saving the chi isn't going to be a suicide mission. You're overreacting, Rachel, and it's like, what the fuck, Jake? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he course corrects when she says well excuse me I guess I'll just shut up and follow orders just like look I'm sorry you made a good point in a bad way okay but nobody's going to die because we're not going to dive unless we find the right morph but I'm just like Rachel's concerns are incredibly like Mm -hmm. on point Yep, and credit to Rachel she thinks that you know she does push back against him being unreasonable. Um, uh, she thinks worrying about something as lethal as atmospheric pressure was overreacting, wanting to get home in one piece instead of dying a stifling airless death on the dark ocean floor was overreacting. Since when, if Cassie had said it, Jake wouldn't have told her she was overreacting. He would have agreed. He would have thought she was being sensibly cautious. Wasn't I allowed to be cautious? No, of course not. I thought bitterly. I'm supposed to be a reckless fighting machine and fighting machines 
don't feel caution or fear. And even if they do, they don't advertise it. And this is exactly what I talk about when I'm talking about like the group reinforcing these roles. Mm-hmm. Is she is extremely aware of the role that she is playing and is expected to play. And in this case, we literally have Jake pushing her back into that role when she steps out. Um, and it's fucked up. Uh, mm-hmm. it is, I, I, and I hate so much that it's Jake yeah. who says it. Like, I could almost, if I squint, like, imagine Marco saying something like this, but Marco also thinks it's a suicide mission. Like, and if he had made the crack about being a suicide mission, because he does tend to talk like that about it. Right. Oh, yeah, now, now we're going to die. He's right. fatalistic like that, even when he's just joking about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, Rachel is expressing fear, albeit mm-hmm. in a flippant way. And then Jake's like, you're overreacting. Don't yeah. be scared. And it's like, yeah. Jake, we've seen Jake be abrupt in the past. We've seen him like push people to be what they need to be. Even when he was calling, admitting to Rachel being his attack dog, it didn't feel this cruel. Yes. And that's why I think this feels so out of character. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It's. I don't think we have ever seen anyone tell anyone else that they're overreacting in response to something that's happened in these books. Because they're all justifyingly horrific, like, situations. Yeah. There is no overreacting. It's hellish. If Um, anything, they're consistently underreacting. Because, yeah. Trauma. Trauma. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it is just the the hypocrisy in this and and all of that. Uh, I like I can see <coughs> almost like the point that uh, the author is trying to make here, where like everyone is super snippy um, mm. and you know. When Jake is snippy, he doesn't have a filter, and he, yeah, as as we have mentioned before, he takes his anger out on Rachel, um, mm-hmm. um, and so but he's what? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I can see that, but also, yeah, I, it's not great. He could have just said he could have just like snapped like Rachel, yeah. Can you not? Or mm-hmm. yes, it's not like even just said. It's not suicidal, mm-hmm. but it's like, or the thing that he eventually feels, says. Yeah, just even if you're just like, okay, good point, badly put. Yeah, yeah, but it's, yeah, it just, I hate it. I hate mm-hmm. it so much. Mm-hmm. It feels bad in a way. Some of the stuff, other interactions between the characters have felt bad before. Yeah. So. Uh. The even worse angle is that this is Jake telling Rachel, uh, a boy telling a girl that she's overreacting. 
Ugh. I hate it. Yeah. It's it's bad. It doesn't and it's not bad in the way that like, oh god, that hurts really good. It's just like bad. Mm-hmm. Um But uh Jake does apologize kind of um and they move on. Uh, uh Axe asks if there isn't an earth being that can dive fifteen thousand feet. Um and Cassie's like, I mean, the only the only thing that really comes close is a sperm whale, uh, and they can't go quite that far. Um Marco makes a joke about the Titanic. Um uh or no, actually first Tobias uh posits the idea like maybe we steal a submarine? I or guess. A diving bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Marco makes a crack about the Titanic. Um and Rachel jumps to Tobias's defense. Uh, we each had at least one situation that still gave us nightmares. I had more than one. Sometimes they were all mixed up and fragmented, like shattered glass that just keeps on reflecting broken, jagged images. And we each had morphs we'd hated. Tobias's worf- worst moments all dealt with water. Um, and I just, like, Rachel scared out of her mind jumping up to defend Tobias who she knows is scared out of his mind mm-hmm. hurts me uh, mm-hmm. um, but Tobias but, uh, makes a reference to Captain Nemo and Cassie's like aha voyage to the bottom of the sea I think we may have a solution and then we get just the best dialogue this is so good <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll read some of this because mm-hmm. this is incredible. Okay. Um, okay. Wasn't it journey to the bottom of the sea? Marco asked. No, it was voyage, Jacob M. Journey sounds better. Jake sighed. Hey, time marches on, right? We're in a hurry. What are you thinking, Cassie? Calamari. She said with a grin. Snails? Is it funny? I am not a favor, a favor of snails, I said. Wait, that's not... I had the misfortune to inadvertently eat one while feeding. I did not see it in time. I stepped on it and digested it. You ate a snail through your hoof? I asked. The picture temporarily placed the image of me being squashed to the size of a Barbie doll on the ocean floor. Yes, and the meat portion was fine. However, once the snail's body had been digested, the shell was very difficult to... Okay, I think that's probably enough about snails. Yeah, especially since calamari does not mean snail. Cassie pointed out, escargo means snail, I was talking about. I have an idea. Let's all just stick to speaking English, Tobias Grump. Squid! Cassie (laughs) yelled suddenly. The birds and the trees around us fell silent. So did we. Until Tobias said, "Uh, uh uh-uh. Calamari is octopus, not squid. Oh, who cares? Cassie cried. Squid. We can morph a giant squid. Giant squid dive really deep when they have arms so we could maybe get into the Pemolite ship. I met Marco's gaze. Why didn't she just say that to begin with? Could have saved a lot of time. Marco agreed. What does any of this have to do with your Captain Nemo? Axe wondered. Cassie threw up her hands. It, it's a book. Journey to... Aha! It was journey. I mean voyage to the bottom of the sea. Captain Nemo was attacked by a giant squid. Who won? <laughs> and then, wait a minute, it wasn't Journey or Voyage, it was 20,000 leagues under the sea. Jules Verne. Cassie looked like she might strangle me. Then she said, 
Oh, yeah, Voyage was a TV show. They run it on the sci-fi channel. I thought it was on Nick at Night, Marco said, at which point everyone started giggling. Someone call the Chi and tell them they're doomed. Their only hope is a collection of idiot kids standing around in the woods debating cable channels. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just so good. Yeah. It It is peak teenagers having three conversations at once. Uh, absolutely iconic. It's lovely. And it just, that feels like some real fun, good characterization. Mm -hmm. And this paying diligence. (sighs) Sorry, the cat just leapt up somewhere he shouldn't have. (laughs) I'm going to keep an eye on that. Because when he jumps down, he might hit a button that he shouldn't. (sighs) Um... Note how little Jake is in this interaction. Mm-hmm. And then he immediately uh, is an asshole about it. Yeah. But yeah, no, this just pays credit to my thing that I think this ghostwriter, one, doesn't like Jake, and two, doesn't know how to write him very well. Mm-hmm. Because we don't hear him a lot, except when it's to be leader Jake. Right. Uh, but, um, um, so they run into the okay well a skid's a great idea but there aren't any in captivity nearby um, we can't use a dolphin morph to go find one the only thing that eats squid is the sperm whale um, and Rich just like okay so we acquire a sperm whale dive down grab us a big squid and Cassie's like there's no sperm whales in captivity and they're like, okay, so that's it. Um, they have eight hours. And they don't have any other ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they could try and bust into the nuclear facility and get that chi out. Um, but the safe is going to be too strong for them. The guards, there are normal humans. They can't just go in there and like wreck shop. Mm-hmm. And there's still the problem of all the other chi. Um, and they go their separate ways, like depressed because, like, fuck, mm-hmm. they don't have any idea of what they're gonna do. And uh, Rachel heads home on her own. Yeah. Um. She when she gets home, there's news on the television: one about the gorilla who'd been at the mall; two about the animals that, uh busted up a SWAT team raid. Um, and three about a uh, whale that has just beached itself on the coastline less than 15 minutes ago. Um, there's a little bit of like Rachel interacting with her family here, um, but it's pretty surface level. Um, her mom is extremely busy with work and not really paying any attention to her kids. Um, and Rachel is, uh, momentarily extremely concerned that the news somehow got footage of what had happened or that they knew something about what had happened, but it looks like everybody doesn't have any information. 
Um, they, they have a couple of like eyewitness accounts, but nothing to prove it. Um, and, uh, she is doing some research with, uh, the encyclopedias, which is just, oh, uh, painfully nineties. Just the, a the different big time, a simpler time, the big encyclopedia <laughs> fucking sets, which again. like mm-hmm. they were not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like yes, the amount of information, <laughs> the amount of information they had on any one topic was generally very little. Uh, but, and to be fair, like how much could you expect to get into a printed book? Yeah, when like when you have to do everything else, stuff is being yeah, yeah and new information being discovered all the time. Like yeah, um. But yeah, then, then the, the story comes on about the whale that has beached itself. And Rachel's like, excuse me? Uh, rightly. And it's like, well, that seems awfully convenient. Uh huh. Uh, it is a sperm whale, in fact. Uh, the kind of whale that they need. Um, huh. Weird. Yeah, strange, weird. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, so but she Rachel's calls everybody. Like, yeah, yeah. She's just like, okay. Uh, but she's aware at this point mm-hmm. that they're being jerked around by someone. Mm-hmm. And unlike the anger at the uh, the abandoned house, this is a much colder feeling. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like being manipulated. Which is something we've seen before. Like, Rachel has the most mm-hmm. beef with the Elemist, mm-hmm. generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but she calls Cassie, um, and she flies out towards the cheese, uh, uh, Mr. King's house. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Just multiple cheese is cheese. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> It's been a um, long week, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, she catches Jake and Marco, who were just there literally to break the news to uh, Eric and Mr. King that, like, hey, we don't think we can do this. Um, but she catches up with them, and uh, basically they all meet up uh, flying in order to go acquire the whale. Mm-hmm. And as Rachel like collects, uh, she heads to Tobias and he's like, okay, I'll get Axe. Tobias, like Rachel, is like, you know this is bullshit. We mm-hmm. need a sperm whale and now we have one? I don't think so. And Marco is also suspicious as all hell. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, they're going to wait for Jake, who has to swing home first, but it turned out to be useful because he now knows that the sharing is down at the beach, helping with the efforts to save the whale. Mm-hmm. You know, good publicity for them. Mm-hmm. So it means uh, it's going to be more difficult for them to uh, acquire this morph. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, beached whales don't live very long. They crush themselves to death uh, because they can't support their weight on land. Um, 
So, you know, just the theme, the theme of suffocation continues. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so they fly out to the beach. They land kind of in the dunes slightly, uh, away. Um, and they, as they're going there, they discuss like, okay, what is the plan it to like, what, what are we doing? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and Jake points out that uh, <laughs> Eric didn't believe us when we said we couldn't find a way to get to his ship. He said, you will. We have faith in you. Wow. And I thought that she were so smart, Marco said. I mean, Eric spent time with us. You'd think he'd know better than to trust us. <laughs> uh, they all laugh. Rachel reminiscing the fact that the time Eric has spent with them um the main big thing was the pl- trip to the planet uh Iskut and dealing with Krayak. Mm-hmm. Um Cassie uh, because she's Cassie uh finds it inspiring <laughs> that the chi have faith in them. And Mark's like, "Oh, well you love what else he told us." Um <laughs> because the Pemalites were pro everyone, uh the ship is adapted to accommodate different life forms. You touch one of the interface panels, it analyzes your life form and the ship provides you with the correct environment, which is just dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Um and Mr. King has given them the access code that will allow them into the main computer. It's the number 6. That's it. Just one digit. That's it. <laughs> um and we get this line uh, from Rachel, you sure, you know, I'm sure the Pemalites are wonderful people and all, but using a single digit security code, I mean, good grief, what a bunch of idiots. They trusted, Cassie said simply. They're dead, I said, just as simply. And it's like, oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yep. one of Rachel's roles is to be one of the paranoid ones, and Cassie's is to trust. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, they land and they demorph, um, and Rachel states the obvious, like, this is probably a trap, right? Um, and, uh, you suspect she- treachery? <laughs> now, why didn't I think of that? Oh, Mark. Um, mm-hmm. um, but she points out, like, Probably not everyone should go acquire the whale, uh, because not everyone needs to, and, you know, we will risk fewer people that way. Um, uh, Jake asks if she's volunteering, um, and she kind of shrugs like, yeah, I mean, sure. Um, and Jake says, all right, well, we probably need a couple of people. Um, I'm not sending anyone squid hunting without backup. Uh, but less exposure is better, so they're going to draw straws, um, to determine who will morph the whales to go find a squid. Um, and, uh, then Jake picks up some grass, breaks it into slightly different pieces. Um, (laughs) Axe points out, ah, the human scientific method. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> drawing straws um uh but short straws will be the people who are whales um part of me wanted to hang back i had bad mental images of the world several several miles underwater 
But most of me wanted to go, and for the same reason, because it scared me. Tobias landed on a broken piece of wooden fence. I'm in on this, he said. I met his fierce gaze. I looked hard at him, as hard as he looked at me. No, he said in thought speak, only I could hear. I narrowed my eyes and pressed my lips together. I couldn't thought speak, but Tobias would get the message. Rachel, no, he said. I am not going to help you get yourself killed. Marco drew a straw, a long one. Cassie drew, long straw. I glared at Tobias. Okay, fine, he snapped in angry surrender. The second from your left. I pulled the straw second from the left. Short, I announced, holding it up. My turn, Tobias said. Jake walked over to him and held out his hand. Tobias pecked up a straw with his beak. Short, he said, looking hard at me. Rachel and Tobias, Jake said, letting the other straws fall. He looked from Tobias to me, suspicious. I shot Tobias a furious stare. He hated the water. He would never entirely subdue his hawking instincts. Instincts that told him water was definitely not his environment. It scared him. But he'd cheated to pick the short straw for himself. My fault. I'd insisted on going. Tobias wasn't going to let me go down there without him to watch my back. Later, I would be kind of touched by that loyal gesture, but right then, I was just mad. Tobias was risking his own life because I was jerk enough to make him cheat for me. Guilt. I hated guilt. Uh, Jake sighs and is like, alright, uh, Rachel and Cassie go down to the whale, um, uh, because everyone knows that Rachel is Cassie's best friend, and it works out. Um, and Tobias, you know, just kind of dive in, acquire the whale and go out, uh, whatever. You gotta be a bird to do it. Um, mm-hmm. the rest of us will stay here as backup. Uh, and then before Cassie and Rachel can leave the dunes, Jake grabs Rachel's arm and pulls her aside and says, don't you ever do that again? He said, far angrier than I'd suspected. It's your fault Tobias is going. Remember that next time you decide to make fools of the rest of us. He let me go and I walked away a little shaken. Jake doesn't get mad much. When it does, when he does, it sticks in your mind. Like, whew. Yeah. I, I like that Jake noticed what was going on. I even like that he's angry about it. Yeah. Uh, but like, holy shit, Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, way to lay on the fucking guilt. Yeah. And like, the fact that it, his word choice here, mm-hmm. it's like, weaponizing about Tobias mm-hmm. as well. Like, it's your fault Tobias is going. And the fact that he seems angry that she's making fools of them. Yeah. And that's the part he's mad at? Yeah. Like, why do we even have a system of equality if you're just going to fuck around with it? Mm-hmm. But it feels like he's... The way this is written, to clarify, is like he's mad that she went around how he wanted it to go to get her own way. Mm-hmm. It reads like he's mad at her disobeying orders more than anything. And I yeah. don't know whether that's the intent. Yeah. But that's how it reads to me. Whereas in a different book, like you said, 
him being mad would have felt more about just like the it would have been the focus he we know jake worries about tobias mm-hmm. he, we we know he, it's been talked about before mm-hmm. he knows tobias's fear of, of being in the water as much as rachel does and him coming at it from that angle because like one of them putting another member of the group in danger like that hasn't happened since david yeah like somebody actively making a choice that endangers one of the others mm-hmm. so meh. yeah and he's not angry at tobias no apparently i mean sure he might have had like thought speak words with tobias at some point we don't get that we don't see but like mm-hmm. all of his anger appears to be directed at rachel as opposed to being directed at Tobias, who, one, enabled Rachel, uh, and two, like, made his own goddamn decision that, well, if mm-hmm. she's going to make sure that she goes down, I'm going to go down with her. Like, mm-hmm. in, it's not Rachel's fault that Tobias is going. No. He makes his own goddamn decisions. And again, this is why it feels like uh, that Jake is mad that Mm -hmm. things aren't going the way he wanted. Right. And that's never how Jake has felt before. Mm -hmm. Like, he wants to keep people as safe as possible. He isn't scared to make the the unpleasant call if it's needed. But this is just like, where my my people aren't doing what I want them to do, and I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like some of the ways that David got mad at Rachel. Mm-hmm. And it's like you are undercutting my authority. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. never Rachel's intent. In, in yeah. all the books so far, I've never gotten the vibe like Rachel will push back. But she's not interested in leading the group. Mm-hmm. And Jake knows that. He knows Rachel isn't a threat to him in that regard. Mm-hmm. Again, which is part of why this feels so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bad Jake writing. Bad Jake writing. Um, so, uh, the sharing is here. They are part of the bucket brigade. Um, Cassie and Rachel, uh, kind of join the bucket brigade to help, um, like, to allow them to get close to the whale. Um, the, the image of the whale is, uh, evoking in its just kind of wrongness and sadness um uh and uh after a couple of minutes um the like some biologist comes up and is like oh i gotta take a blood sample everyone just pause for a second rachel uses the opportunity to acquire the whale um and uh then Tobias, uh, let's see what happens. Oh yeah. So Rachel goes back to the others 
Cassie is still helping with the bucket brigade because you're going to have to pull her away from helping the whale. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, everyone morphs seagull except for Cassie. Um, and I do want to quickly just mm-hmm. call attention to again the themes we've talked about about being crushed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How um, we have this reflection from Rachel about the whale, all that immense power, and it couldn't save itself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm. ow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It hurts me as a person.